Um, but so, you know what? We have this awesome place. How thankful um, that we can't be in the schools because the schools are shut down. They don't let anyone in there. And so I got that news on Friday morning, 100% from superintendent. And, he's, and I thought, you know what? Why don't we ask Scott? He's always good. He's like, yeah, definitely. He just has been so good. So um, if you're going to be praying, just pray blessing over him and his family because, you know, he was really open, no fear. Just um, I just thought that was really awesome of him to just be like, yes, definitely. We want you guys to still hold service in our community. <laughs> what? Yeah, buy your groceries there. I will tell you, it's not scary going there. I've seen some things at Walmart. A little bit scarier <laughs> um, as the time goes. So we've seen things. I mean, that was before this. I don't know what we're going to see now. <laughs> don't you guys, all this stuff is going on. There is like, we've never had a time like this. And the joy of the Lord fell today. And I feel like, oh my gosh, it's like bubbling out. And it's just so good. That's what God does. He's like, do I look like I'm scared? You know, I feel like as we were singing today, the Lord's like, <laughs> this is so, just laughing back. And so I'm laughing at him. When pretty soon this happens in my house. If you've been there, I'll just be walking around. Next thing you know, I am hysterically laughing by myself somewhere. Hey, <laughs> I may be rolling on the ground or doing, and people are like, what's funny? I'm like, just something in my head that me and God were talking about. And I can't breathe. I mean, you know, I may lose control of the I mean it just gets crazy and I'm thinking that's how God wants to be it just I mean if you came into my house and you saw that you'd be like nobody's here and nobody's talking to you what is going on and I'm just laughing by myself it's so good (laughs) and then you get other people laughing because they're laughing at you but either way it works so I'm going to bring a word not about all this stuff I'm going to bring a word that the Lord said weeks ago and we're going to talk about being revealed that's a good biblical word isn't it um, so in Ephesians 1.17, if you'd like to follow along, it says that the Lord our God, Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Do you guys know that revelation comes in pieces? The moment you get saved, you don't know everything about the Bible. You don't know everything about Jesus. It comes in pieces. It's not like we laid hands on you, we prayed, you accepted Jesus into your life, and you have every theological wisdom knowledge, Right? Because we all know that we have 100%. <laughs> joke. That was a joke. Make sure you leave that in there. <laughs> Someone like piecing stuff together, you know, saying that. Let's not do that. So when you first met Jesus, you don't know what you do today, right? I didn't know that you actually met Jesus. When I first heard about church, I thought Jesus was a man on a cross, and it was creepy because I went to... <laughs> Um, a Catholic church, and when you're a little kid, they have these giant statues that are like 10 times the size of you, and there was, they have one of Mary holding Jesus after that, and there's like blood all over, and this is a statue that you got to pass by every day, and your mom's like, this is why we go to church. I'm like, Are we, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. You're a little kid. That's a little bit scary. Like, you, if I don't, if I talk, are you going to hurt me? Like, what's happening? And if you did talk, <laughs> children sat in front of their parents for a reason. So I didn't know these things. And then when I met Jesus, I was 15 years old. It was April 1997. And I met Jesus and I was like, at the moment I accepted him in my life, internally I had a change. 
I still didn't know. I thought that I still didn't, I didn't even know at that point I had Jesus, but I didn't know there was an Old Testament and New Testament. I didn't know that healing exists. I didn't know about the Apostle Paul. I didn't know that Jesus was off the cross. I just knew that was Jesus and he came for me. I didn't even know these things. I didn't even understand why he went to the cross. I just knew that he died for me. But I don't know all the backstory from, you know, the Old Testament and that God had, I didn't know all of that stuff, that it started with Adam and Eve. I thought these were all stories. Like, oh, this was just fun stories that we read that's what I thought. And I met Jesus, and I started reading the Bible. I was like, there's two parts of the Bible? There's more than one? The Bible doesn't have to be this big to read it? <laughs> when you first come into the kingdom of God, you don't know what you do about God today. Every day I know something more. Because I get a piece of revelation, a little bit more. I'm going out, I'm seeking, finding a little bit more each time I read the Bible. Each time I hear someone speak about um, God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus. Each time, you know, I read a book and I'm like, oh, that's, I never knew that before. It comes in pieces. I'm, I'm learning more about God's character. I'm learning more about the family of God. I'm learning more about love. You know, because when we're little, we think love is just, you know, your mom and dad, or you see things on movies, it's like, oh, I love you, I'm going to marry you. You think that's all there is to love. But we really learn what love is the more we hear, um, hear from God, right? Hear from Jesus. You know, faith, grace, all of these things we don't know. The moment we come into the kingdom, we have those available to us, but we don't have all the knowledge and wisdom of that yet. So it grows as you grow. Kind of like babies. We have all these new little babies that are born. They have their complete bodies. They have arms. They have legs. Even their teeth were formed in the womb, inside their mouth. But they can't run and jump. We can't, you know, put James down and be like, go give me some coffee. (laughs) You know? (laughs) We can't be like, Micah, could you be in charge of the children's church today? Because everybody needs to take a turn. Okay, we can't do that. Right. But they have all the things available to them. They have arms and legs. They have a mouth. Why can't they speak the moment that they're born? They're a whole human being. It's kind of like that when we come into the kingdom, too. We have everything available to us, but we grow and we learn and things become revelation. We develop the ability. We mature. Um, When your kids are little, I think. I think about, you know, when they're a toddler, this is fun. They learn new words. (laughs) Hopefully they're good words. We'll know what's really going on in your home by what the toddlers. I worked in a preschool for 10 years. I know what your house is really like. (laughs) I always tell people, I say, you want to know what's going on in the home, go to the (laughs) three-year-old. They don't have the ability to lie. (laughs) They don't have the ability to, but, you know, they learn a new word and they want to say it over and over and it's like this, or they learn some, to do something new for themselves and it's like, I don't need no help anymore. I got this. I know how to do this. This became revelation to me. I got to share a little story about Lincoln. Is it, it's good, okay? Not that one. <laughs> um, but Kaylee goes, Lincoln doesn't like bananas anymore. And I said he doesn't and I thought, you know, he just needs a revelation that he's in charge of what he's putting into his body. So I brought him over. I said, do you want something to eat? 
and he chose a banana, but he got, I said, I let him pick it off the vine, the bunch himself, and open it up, and, and so he could still hold on to it, and he ate the whole thing. Now he wants bananas all the time, and I thought he needed a revelation that bananas don't have to be mushy and icky, you know, I can do this. You know, you can peel a banana and you can eat it differently than maybe when you were little. And so he got that revelation of my choices affect what I do. And I thought that was really cool. When you're not even two years old, you are, you're getting revelation that I can direct where I'm going. When I get that revelation, I can make choices. And I just thought, and he's so cute, I just had to say that because you guys, he's adorable. And I just give him all the food. May or may not have let him come out with an entire thing of Oreos. guys I am literally going to be the best grandma in the freaking world the parents may not think so but you know what (laughs) no you be the brokest (laughs) let's get back here here we go okay I almost dumped the one so we discover it becomes revelation. Like once we know, once little kids learn how to walk, they don't get up and be like, I don't know how to walk the next day. (laughs) Once they learn, you're done. (laughs) You know, and that's what revelation, it says in in, um, the dictionary, it says basically revelation is a surprising or previously unknown fact, especially one that is made known in a dramatic way. Like when you have a revelation about your personal life or you have a revelation about something in your family, it's like, whoa, I didn't know that before. You know, when little kids learn something new, that's a revelation. Like, I didn't know that I could say that or do that or, or, um, and it becomes new to them. And then also it says a divine or supernatural disclosure to humans of something relating to human existence or the world. So basically God speaking to us, right? God's like, I know all of this stuff. Would you like to know some of it? And if, if God let us know everything the moment we got saved, I feel like we would explode. <laughs> we couldn't handle it. God knows it. That's why he said, let's do this piece by piece. It would be so overwhelming because God is so amazing, so magnificent, so he is bigger. He is, you know, omnipresent. It's just we could not fit every, everything in there. So God gives it to us piece by piece. First thing is just call on the name of the Lord Jesus. Just call on Jesus and say, you know what, I do not got it all together, but through you, you know, I'm going to spend eternity in heaven because of you. Thank you. That's like step one. And then guess what? That gives you the desire, like, I want to know more about this guy who gave his life for me. And you start learning more and more, and you start getting all this revelation. So I'm going to read about the Apostle Paul when he was still just Saul, um, because he is a pretty awesome guy. But he also was a pretty evil guy. We don't like to really talk about those parts of his life when he was going around finding Christians and murdering them. Um, Not really a great topic for one of the most, um, you know, esteemed people in the Bible. (laughs) You don't really want to say that part. You're like, let's not tell people that he did this. But we're going to tell people. So that's what Paul was, or Saul was doing. It said, meanwhile, while I'm going to read in, um, I I don't even know where I am. I think it's, I didn't write my scripture down, but we're going to do Saul's con- conversion. So um, I'm start in, I think it's chapter 9. It says, Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for a letter to the synagogue 
priests in Damascus, so that he found, <coughs> so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, that's what they called when they followed Jesus, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners, prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? asked Saul. You know what I love? Saul immediately knew I better say Lord. <laughs> you make me fall down. You're going to call, you know what I mean? That I loved that. We, we kind of missed that because he didn't know Jesus yet, but he immediately said, who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up, go to the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. I didn't catch this. They heard the sound but did not see anyone. So they're like, what's going on? Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could not see. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. So Paul meets Jesus. He, he received his true identity. He received all of the power. Um, he re- and he'd been the one persecuting believers all this time. Now he has the same power, the same anointing in him. Yet he had to learn things still. He had to learn grace. He had to learn um, Jesus' power to heal. And so he had to um, start following I mean, he was blind, so he had, to, he had to follow. So even though he immediately accepted Jesus, he didn't have the full revelation. He didn't even know that, you know, he's blind. He didn't know that he was going to be healed. That hadn't been revelation to him. So in verse 10, it says, In Damascus there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called him in a vision. Ananias, yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, Go to the house of, of Jude, Judas, it says, on Straight Street, and ask for the man from Tyrus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. So Ananias is kind of arguing with God. Asking God if he understands what you're... (laughs) Do you get this, God? But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is chosen, is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul... The Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus, and at once he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. All those who heard him were astonished and asked, Isn't this the man who raised havoc in Jerusalem among those who called on this name? And hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to the chief priests? Yet Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Messiah.
That's a lot. Do you guys know that Paul was a Roman citizen? He had the right to arrest any of them. He could have done that. But do you also know that Paul's dad was a Pharisee? So that means Paul knew the law. He knew the Old Testament probably better than anybody because that's what they do. They study it. So he knew all of this, and then he chose to persecute Christians in that. And then he received revelation from Jesus. He became an apostle, and then he began to grow in his knowledge and relationship with Jesus. He became a missionary. He didn't just go and try to find you. Then he went out to other places and began to preach the gospel. He did tons of miracles. I mean, it would be nice to just wipe your sweat and throw a rag on somebody to get healed. <laughs> That's pretty cool. You know, a, he was a leader, and he was an author. He wrote 13 books in the Bible, in the New Testament. And he started dozens of churches. That's pretty amazing what you went from to now we're reading, we're using his books that he wrote in the Bible for revelation, right? I get a lot of revelation from his books. He's got a lot going on. So he went from a man who didn't even believe that Jesus was the Messiah to a man who is preaching and starting churches and being a missionary and all of this stuff. Wow. But it took time. It took time for Paul's reputation. I mean, Ananias was like, um, God, I know you know everything, but it was kind of scary. I'm pretty sure people weren't like, oh, here comes Saul, who's now Paul. I'm pretty sure they were still kind of like, you're like, if you're coming into my house, I got to hear from the Lord audibly. There is no like, I'm not sure. Like, I need to know if I'm letting this guy come eat with us, right? Like, he took my neighbors last week. Now you want me to cook him some lasagna? I don't think so. (laughs) He had to outgrow that reputation. He had to get revelation of how to speak to people, how to share the gospel, how to love, and how to care for people. It didn't just happen immediately. I'm pretty sure not every Christian was like, yay. It took some time. You know, it's the same with us. We continue getting revelation from God's word. Things we didn't know before. But once we know them, we can't unknow them. Some things you're like, oh, I wish. You ever like, okay, how do you say You ever like scrolling on Facebook or something and you see something that's scary or real and you're like, I wish I could unsee that, but your brain just keeps, you know, like when you, they say, so I, I don't know if I should admit this. The Lord said I could. You guys, I maybe watch those pimple popper videos. And sometimes you see and you're like, ah, and it like plays in your head because it's so gross. Can't unsee. But that is, sometimes once we have knowledge, we can't just be like, oh, now I don't know this. No, once we experience something, it's there. You know, so that it's the same with our knowledge or wisdom understanding. It expands. We have it, it grows. We don't get up each morning and forget how to walk. We don't like go to get out of bed and fall on our face. No, we know how to walk. You know, we don't, um, we don't, uh, we don't lose how to remember like, oh, wake up each morning. I'm like, who are these people in my house? Who are you? You know, I know that they're my children and my husband, other people's children. (laughs) But we, we actually,
actually remember we have revelation. We know who they are. We know how to walk. We know how to do our jobs. We don't forget every day and say, well, I learned this yesterday. Now I don't know. It's the same with that, the Word of God. As we learn it, we grow. We, um, we retain that. That is where revelation, it kind of, when we get revelation from the Lord, it pushes us to share the gospel. When you're first saved, what do you want to do? Yeah, you want to tell everybody. And I mean, think, I think we retain that too. I think we continue to want to tell everybody. But when we're first saved, we want to run up, start shaking people and be like, this is sin. You got to stop this. And then we'll be like, you got to meet Jesus. And, and we're scaring them, you know what I mean? Like most of my first conversions were fear. I, I told them about hell and then they'd be like crying, please save me to Jesus. It's like, gotcha. You know, <laughs> let me tell you about hell first and I'll tell you how not to go. To. And I thought, you know, that's probably not right. I didn't have a revelation that, you know, maybe that wasn't the right way to get people. I mean, I'm glad they're in heaven. They're going to be, you know, with the Lord. But I learned and I got revelation that, you know, if I just preach the gospel of Jesus, that people will want him. If I just live the gospel of Jesus, people will, he'll be attractive. I always tell my kids, because there's always random people, um, you know, messaging them or talking to them. And they're like, why are these people just out of the blue always? I said, because the Holy Spirit is really attractive. And people sometimes don't even know why they're drawn to you. It's just because Jesus is attractive. People, if you are walking out the things of God, you are attractive to people. They want to be around you. And so when we have put revelation pushes us to, you know, preach the gospel, to walk it out, to carry the word, and to pick up our cross, and begin to do what God has called us to do. This is why we don't just get saved and accept Jesus um, and move on with our life and keep doing the same things. It's, it's impossible to get saved and know Jesus and keep living the same way. I mean, if you want to live in turmoil, you could do that. But when you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, it starts to convict you. It starts to push you. It's, you, it's like a fire burned on the inside, like Jeremiah said. It's like a fire in your bones. And you got to let it out, right? Right ways, let's not harass people. I went, <laughs> disclosure. Do you guys know, thinking that we know everything about God, or being a church that thinks we know everything about God and everything about Jesus or the Holy Spirit, that's really dangerous. If someone thinks they have the full revelation of God, or they have, I understand the full Bible, I got the right theology, I'm like, Ooh. We'll get away from that. <laughs> That's scary. That's really dangerous, isn't it? Because there is only one that has full and complete revelation. That is God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Three, Trinity, and one. They are the only that have the full revelation. We get partial. We get to grow in it. That's good. So if you feel you have the full revelation and you don't need to see new things in God's word, you don't need to know new things about him, and you fight against new ideas when someone shows you in God's word, like maybe you're like, I don't know if I believe in healing. Why? What's it going to hurt you? I don't know. I don't know if tithing is in the New Testament or the Old Testament. I don't know if women should be prophets or apostles or pastors. Why? Why are you fighting against fresh revelation in your life? I don't know. I don't like how we worship. I think we should only put our hands like this, not like this. I don't. 
I'm, but think about what we think that we have the full revelation. I'm like, you know what? Paul thought he had the full revelation of what God was doing, didn't he? To the point he was murdering people in the name of God because we've got to save everyone from them knowing anything, that Jesus had to come literally knock him down and be like, stop, what are you doing, right? So that's really scary if we feel like we got it all and we have the full revelation, we immediately need to know that that's not from the Lord. Because we will, when we, guess what, if we have full revelation, then we might as well just go to heaven right now, right? Be with the Lord. So we need, that is something I think if we feel like we have full revelation or full theology, then we're just ready for heaven. Great. But we need to realize that God has given us revelation piece by piece and it grows. We're going out to seek the word of God. God says that he hides the truth, what? For For us, yes. To find, to go look for, to be excited about. So I did something because I just love blessing because you know what God you know he does he likes to bless so the kids I don't know where they are but under five of the chairs there's like a piece of paper so if you just reach under your chair if you have one I have some things for you guys all right if you got one you gotta run up here like you excited that's not it if not check the chairs next to you if the kids (laughs) There you go. If you got one, come up here. All right, first one up gets to choose. So I just love reading new things. You guys can just line up here. One didn't get found. That's right. So, so I just love reading new things. In all of these books that I'm going to let you guys, I have got fresh revelation, and I learned things I didn't know. So I have one about honor. So if you're like, I think, so we got honor. Women in ministry, God's plan for them. I got two of the believer's authority. If you think, I'm just a Christian, I just got to wait to get to heaven, I'm going to tell you there's more. I love this one. This is called Unpunishable. God never meant for... Okay, Jared's got that. That's good. Because God never meant us to have punishment in our lives. We weren't created for it. I also have Keep Your Love On. If you want to have good relationships, whoo, this book... Danny Silk is an anointed man of God. He takes God's word. And then we have how heaven invades earth. When you want to see, you know what? I want to see God bring things like healing and restoration, all these things. So I'm going to let you guys pick. So what do you, Yes, that is so good. All of these are like, these are my favorite books. All right. Yes, these are good. All right, I want to give the rest of these away too. Okay, so you want Believer's Authority or you want... Okay, who, oh, the heaven's gone. Heaven went with, you have to fight him for it. (laughs) So, all right, so I have someone that's like, you know, I know I love the Lord. I love what he's doing, but I just haven't heard, like maybe I haven't got the full revelation. Like maybe I grew up where like women were not as powerful just be, and we're not, and not because we're sinning, but because I just didn't know. Do you guys know if you just don't know, you just don't know? And you're like, I want to know biblically that I am agreeing to something that, um, that lines up with the word of God. This is a great book for that. Who wants this? All right. And I got two believers authority. Who needs authority? We got one. Come on. Here we go. I'm going to bring it back to you guys. Look at that. Come on. 
You guys, God is so good like that. Don't. That's right. You never know what it's going to be. It could be money. It could be books. I might ask you to come up and pray for everyone. It's always good, though. You know, I just keep you guys pray for Matt that the Lord continues to just bless his finances. <laughs> I love giving things away. And... Um, Right? How many of you guys know, how many of you guys have got, I mean, you guys are such a good giving church that you guys probably are. I mean, everybody in here, you guys all give to each other and take care of and do. Because, you know, that's, that is a characteristic of God, right? And we just love it. Like at Christmas, as parents and stuff, like, we just love giving. No one can outdo John at Christmas. Like, <laughs> y'all, you are very blessed that you have grandkids, that that is your grand. I mean, you're like, calm down. I mean, he is going above and beyond, and you're thinking he just loves giving, right? Because that means he's got, he's got a deep revelation that God is a giver. And that's what God, he just wants to hide his force, and that's why I just like doing those fun things where I hide stuff and do that, because sometimes reading books like this where they take the scripture and break it down for you, it's like, oh, I understand that. I get that now, and that's what we want for you guys. So how blessed to come and receive, not knowing that God had something for you guys today, like specifically, like something you could have. So all of you that got that, bless, be blessed with those, and if you want, share them. That's good, too. So sometimes we want more. You guys know that icing is good. Like, we can eat a little bit out of the jar, right? But you try to eat an entire thing, (laughs) you get sick. Even God said, a little honey, right? A little, because it's so sweet. And cake is good. I like frosting, I like cake. But when you put them together, you're like, I could eat an entire thing. (laughs) Not that I have ever done that, but not saying I wouldn't do that. (laughs) But do you know what I mean? It's like, when we get revelation, when we put it, when we keep going for more and we put the things together, we put God's word with prayer and we put God's word with knowledge and wisdom, when we put these things together, it makes it, we put the icing on the cake. When we, when we spend that time with the Lord and we, and we begin to learn and grow and, um, and, and change in good ways because sometimes Change is not bad. We're not like, I'm not changing. Change is good. Sometimes what we were doing was not, was not beneficial to us. You ever change your living room around and the next, you're thinking, this is the best way. And then the next time you change, you're like, no, this is the best way. This is the best way. You know what I mean? And you think you clean out your closet and you're like, look how clean it is. And the next month you clean it even better. And like, this, look, no, it just gets better. And that's what it does when you, when you add revelation to new things. It gets better. It gets better. Revelation is exciting, and, cha- and it changes us for the better. It grows us past what we think we, we should know about God. It expands, it expands you know, our learning. It expands what we receive. It expands everything we know about a creator, and why wouldn't we want that, right? So I just, I just you know... I invite you guys to take something you'll learn here today and be like, all right, God, I'm going to apply this to my life. Let every day 
give you something of fresh revelation. You don't have to be here on a Sunday. You know, it can be in your word. It could be something God is speaking to you. Every day, choose to get a piece of revelation, something you didn't know about, about God yesterday, and now it's exciting because you know today. So I'm just going to close, and we're going to pray. You guys are going to drink some coffee, and it's going to be great.